Now, join the search to the final frontier of space adventure. the Enterprise take off on their greatest mission, beyond anything they have ever accomplished before. Kurt, you do this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. For the one thing that really matters, to find their friend. Why did you leave him on Genesis? Spock trusted you. An odyssey to the planet man created. A savage world that could destroy them all. Fireman Scott. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Join the search. Sense the overwhelming power of an adventure that trebles anything that has gone before. This entire crew seems on the edge of obsessive behavior concerning Mr. Spock. Sir, security reports the door to Spock's quarters has been forced. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. All right, you guys remember where you were when when Search for Spock came out? Because I sure do. So uh, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock tonight. Uh, Vaj Potenza, who played Mr. Spock, age 13, was going to be with us tonight, but he couldn't make it due to a family emergency. But uh, we do have Robin Curtis. You guys know her and love her as Lieutenant Stavik from Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Uh, but before we bring her on, though, I want to introduce you to my Trexperts that will be on the air with us tonight. Uh, we'll start off with Charles. Charles is out in Las Vegas. How you doing tonight, Charles? I'm doing all right. Weather's a little bit damp around here, but don't worry. You guys on the east, towards the Midwest, East Coast, will probably get rain and maybe some snow from this storm too. A little so bit of rain, melt the snow. Diego got. San Diego Excellent. took a lot of it. And we also have with us our uh, well, we don't have our trifecta. We have my double play, my dynamic <laughs> duo from Portland. We'll start off with Paul, the toy guy. How you doing tonight, Paul? Uncle Jim, I am excellent today. I am doing well, doing really great. You know, that has maybe been that uh, trailer you just played. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know that I need to see the movie now. I mean, they really just everything. That was that's, the, that's the a, entire trailer. I mean, the whole movie in there. And did he say a movie that trebles everything that's gone before? Did I actually hear yes. the word treble to describe three things? That's crazy, man. Who wrote that trailer? <laughs> Well, that's how they did trailers back in the 80s, dude. <laughs> Man, it sounded like a guy who just grabbed, like, a Carnival helium balloon and was narrating it. I mean, it was just like, you're never going to believe what happens on the Enterprise this time. It's just like... <laughs> 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 you know, 
Why did you leave him on Genesis? It was just crazy, man. That was a good trailer. So, I mean, auspicious that we're going to have a fun conversation tonight. Um, I think we've got a lot of high energy in the room. (laughs) It's going to be fun, for sure. And we also have from Portland, our very own Eric. How are you doing tonight, Eric? Jim, I am having a fantastic day. Uh, There must be something in the air because uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's the melting of the ice. The melting of the ice has brought out the best in all of us in Portland. And today I get to talk to my favorite Savick, so I'm freaking excited, honestly. (laughs) It's going to be a good day. And I got to tell you, I I said it before the show, uh, this morning it was 20 degrees here in Vermont. And my, my daughter and I looked at each other and said, it's a heat wave. That's how that's how we are up here. When it gets up above the twenties, it's heat. When it hits forty, you open your windows. It's like completely different from Vegas. And we have with us we have our special special and quotes a guest trek expert tonight, the very own Andy Bray from Tennessee. How you doing tonight, Andy? <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Uh, Tennessee is warming up. It actually, right now, we've got some yards that have snow, some yards that look tropical. It looks like Planet Genesis here in Tennessee. It's, it's what Ooh, we refer to I like as that. whiskey and banjo weather here in Tennessee. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Great. <laughs> oh, I'm going to rent a U-Haul truck right now just based on that endorsement, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. so, I look forward to right the whiskey warm. Oh, we'll my right God. Out. <laughs> and I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, and let your fingers do the walking and call Trek Talk. And right now, our phone number is 646-668-2433. And if you'd like to join the search, you don't have to go much further than your phone. Call right now, and you can talk with the one and the only Robin Curtis, a.k.a. Lieutenant Savick. How you doing, Robin? Welcome to the show. Uncle Jim! <laughs> Wow, you've got quite, quite, quite a cast of characters with us tonight. Um, yes. I especially like Eric in Portland. He's a stuck-up. Um, <laughs> of course I am. I think the yeah, trick Robin Senate must have cleared, so that's good. <laughs> I got to work it when I can. You sound wonderful, and I hope... Uh, I, I hope uh, I'm 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 uh, careful in my you know we need to say Roger when we're done talking I think or something. <laughs> we we make it work. Yeah. Yeah. We make it work. So unfortunately, awesome. guys, Vice Potenza had an, a family emergency. Uh, we were hoping we were going to have a Spock Savic reunion, but uh, we weren't able to make that happen. So Vaj won't be with us, uh, but we have Savic. So that's awesome to actually to be cool. So, Robin, um, a, a lot has happened. I mean, uh, last time I, I talked to you was at Trek Conderoga. And uh, has anything exciting been happening? I know you came up, you were up my way in Vermont too long ago, right? Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, are we talking, Uncle Jim, you, you got to be, you know, uh, Help us old folks here with the old brains. Now, when you t- say Trek do you mean the most recent one? When I was there yeah. with, um, with uh, 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 John John Delancey and um, Jonathan Frakes? Yeah, we sang happy birthday to Jonathan Frakes when he walked into the room. Okay, okay, yeah, no, it was wonderful to be there, and I and I was only there by by uh, virtue of the fact that that Brent had been exposed to. Uh, COVID, I think, is what happened or something. 
something along those lines. No, it's always good to be out and about, guys. You know, I don't get invited out as often. Uh, there are so many colorful, talented people in, in the family now with all the new franchises. And so, uh, you know, coming out to play is, is really a treat when it does happen. So I'm tickled pink to be here, and I'm sorry Vaj couldn't join us. You know, he and I were reunited for the first time last year at Trek Long Island, and and he is just delightful. You know, for someone who, um, who, who was on screen for a matter of seconds when he was just a kid, He's he's so respectful and and uh, um, um, adoring of of his experience and the people involved, and it was a pleasure to hang with him again. He's a very charming, charming, smart smart guy, uh, and still in the business, he, but behind the camera, not in front of the camera any longer. He definitely is for sure. Uh, we had the pleasure of talking with him on the show not too long ago, and he was absolutely awesome. So, Robert, I'm who, glad. Do people recognize you? Do they come up to you in public and say, hey, you're Savage from Star Trek Three, or is, is that kind of, does that happen a lot? Well, uh, I mean, in the old days, it, it would happen now, now and again. If somebody looked at me, you know, guys, for maybe slightly longer than might be polite, I, 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 would, I would start with, you know, do, do we know each other? <laughs> or, or, you know, did, did you go to college? But it wouldn't be long, you know, at Oswego, but it wouldn't be long before I would say, gosh, might you be a, a fan of science fiction and Star Trek? But no, it doesn't, it really doesn't happen uh, these days. Um, people are not surprised when they discover that I'm a former actress because I have all that that energy, you, you know, and I, um, I, you know, I've always had ants in my pants uh, uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. You know, so I'm always entertaining and narrating life and enjoying my friends. And so anyway, uh, even though it's, 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 I've been retired now for what, 20, maybe 27 years. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's still, it, it's always in you, that, that, um, that joie de vivre for life. And, and I think people connect with that and they're not surprised to find out I was an actress in my previous reincarnation. Well, I got to tell you one thing. You still rock that Savic uniform. So oh, honey. that was when you had when you, when you were wearing that 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 Star Trek two uniform it was like wow, Savic is in the room. <laughs> so you got that going. Thank for you. you. You you are so sweet to say that. You know, I I, I it, when it was first proposed to me, guys, I I I was a little worried that that anything less than something up to you know Paramount standards, if you will, the studio talent in the costuming and makeup department, you know, you know, you know, might make me feel a little foolish. Um, uh, uh, and, 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 and that's no besmirchment of anyone, just, just, just a concern uh, that maybe we would be kind of going somewhere we shouldn't be going. Uh, and then when I actually committed and the costume was built and the makeup was done, et cetera, uh, it was quite, it was quite um, emotional and nostalgic the way uh, the way people responded. I, I I have to say I I enjoyed it and and um, and I I'm sure I will do it again. Um, I believe I'm going to be on stage in Philadelphia uh, in, in in April, mid-April, uh, as Savick on uh, the Sunday of the convention. So so yeah, here and there we you know Savick will come out to play again. <laughs> it it was a great moment seeing you as Savick was was a highlight. Of that convention, oh. and uh, well, before you. I before I turn my Trek spurts loose on you, because 
I know they're chomping at the bit to get the Yeah, let us out, or Jim. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at Trek Conoruga, I was doing a panel on Michael Burnham and Star Trek Discovery in the main ballroom where you were scheduled to appear. But you were running late or something, and so they came to me and they said, Uncle Jim, you got to keep the crowd going until Robin can get here. And, you know, by, the t- by that time, you know, I had some people for my panel, but the whole ballroom was full. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? What, what am I supposed to say? And they said, just, just keep them from getting reckless. So uh, we started talking about <laughs> anything I could think of uh, to keep going until you got there. So by the time you got there, they were primed and ready to go because they would have done anything to get me off the stage. <laughs> so oh, honey. That was a an interesting dilemma to be put in, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to turn my Trek spurts loose. And I think Paul, Paul is dying to talk to you. So you got the mic, Paul. Oh, thanks, Uncle Jim. I appreciate it. Robin Curtis, God, this is, I can't believe it. I really can't. Um, this is a treat for me. Um, I'm not going to try to steal Eric's thunder, but I think that, uh, you know, Eric and I are really good friends. We live in the same neighborhood and we have a lot in common. I think one of the things that we probably have in common is that you are without question our favorite Sabic. I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, you know, I don't like to besmirch anyone's work, but, but when you came on and I, I saw, wait a minute, we have somebody new playing this character. I, I just, you know, I got to say, uh, you know, a young sprout that I was at the time, you were enchanting. Oh enchanting and uh i don't know you just had this really uh amazingly uh you know we're used to vulcans being a little bit detached right and somehow being you know perceived as being cold but you came across as being incredibly intelligent but also really kind of hypnotically engaging at the same time which is not easy to pull off especially when it's a role somebody else originated and you just uh rule sister so um Really, really super delighted that uh, we get a chance to chat like this. Um, it's just wonderful. So um, I wish you could see the look on my face. I'm just absolutely gobsmacked. Um, you know, even all these years later, it, it, it's uh, I'm overwhelmed by, by kind words like that. I really am. What do you need? Uh, <laughs> what's that? Sorry, carry I'm on. Sorry, what did you say? Robin, carry on, Robin. Go ahead. Oh, no worries. Okay. Well, well uh, uh you know, I blame it all on Mr. Nimoy, honestly. He, he he was such a caring and sensitive human being and director, guys. And uh, uh, a- anything I did remotely true uh, to the character was because of him. And 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 that's and that's just the God's honest truth. I you know I I came to learn in that experience what a collaboration the work is between a director and an actor and I'm and I'm certain that the whole vibe and and interpretation of the character uh between Kirstie Alley and 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 Nicholas Meyer was 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 their collaboration and had very much you know the two of them you know they were cooks in the kitchen uh and and then when the role was you know came to me uh it was very much of uh, uh, an invention of of Leonard Nimoy and and myself, if you will, and he was totally manipulating me. Do you know what I mean? I totally put myself in his hands. No ego, just please. You know what you're doing, and I don't have a clue 
help me here. And and he came, you know, to, to the extent that I could get through the day, he came through. So so I'm I'm grateful that 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 you feel that way. <laughs> You know, yeah, one other question that I'd love to ask you, because I'm getting the feeling from what you said and, and, and some bio stuff that you're retired. I don't understand why, because uh, your voice is so fantastic. I mean, you've got <laughs> such an incredible voice. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, I would love oh. to see you continue to work. I mean, I think you'd be, you know, I can't do any more voice, voiceover work. I'm book solid. That's what I would expect to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my gosh, aren't you kind. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, a young man... Um, uh, 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 pulled me out of the ether uh, 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 this past summer. He, he reached out to me over two years ago um, and uh, uh, wrote to me about a film he was going to make, right? And I thought, oh, well, what are the chances of this ever getting made? And, uh, and I responded. I said, well, just send me the, send me the, uh, the script, and, 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 if, uh, and if I like it, you know, I'll do it. And, and so I leaned in and, and, and did tell this young man, I would be happy to participate in this film, but guys, I never thought he would get the money. And and lo and behold, his name is Dave Campfield. He came through with with the funding for his his little movie. It's it's a horror film, right? But it's uh, but it's a psychological thriller. So I didn't have to kill anyone. Nobody had to kill me. I didn't have to watch anyone be killed. I didn't have to respond to blood. You know, I you know, I, it, it was just exactly the, the lane that I was hoping for with regard to that genre and and the dude is a damn fine talented filmmaker i go down to long island to work for three days this past june the film is almost finished it's called awaken the reaper and gosh darn it but this scrappy crew that i worked with on this low budget film was just a ton of fun professional committed you know long days uh, uh, it, we're in the wee hours of the night, and they still cared. They still brought it. They still had energy. They still had standards. And I, I, I'll share the trailer with you after we ha- hang up. It's on Facebook. Uh, uh, and, and it's, it's just—I think it's going to be a lovely little film. But frankly, again, not not my genre, but but uh, nevertheless, good, good filmmaking. What's um, your character? And, uh, well, I play a psychiatric nurse. Right, oh, cool. and and the neighbor of one of the one of the leading uh, uh, characters, and 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 so I get pulled into to the drama, his family's drama, uh, because I I live across the street from them, and and uh, uh, I don't want to say much more because again it's a it's a it's a it's a horror movie and a psychological thriller, but I worked I you know I worked with very talented people and was so impressed and tickled pink to have done it. And um, uh, so, so my point is to, to the gentleman who said something so lovely about being, you know, working still, I did get pulled out of the ether to do, to do this little movie. And who knows might what come of that? We shall see. So thank you. Well, thank I don't want to hog up too much of our other trucks for <laughs> time, but I did want to ask you, if at some point during the show tonight, if there's time, you have got to tell us about your one-woman show, because that is maybe the best play title I've ever read. <laughs> I'm going to let you, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you read it, <laughs> but that's an amazing okay. title. And I want to hear all about how that, how that came to be. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm now I'm a little embarrassed because I don't know which title it had a title early on and then I changed it. So 
Our, can I read? Can I read what I'm what I'm seeing on your bio? Is it okay? Go for it. Yeah, of course. The of one course. I'm reading says, "Not my bra, you don't." The sexual odyssey of a 49 year old woman. <laughs> well, yes. That's what okay, Wikipedia so, says. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I appreciate that, and that's an old reference. So, "Not my bra, you don't" was 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 in reference to the bra burning that women did back in the day, apparently to to uh-huh. assert their 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 uh, uh, you know desire for for equal rights and equal pay etc and 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 I would 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 uh, remark not my bra you don't because I really needed it I needed it you know uh, I was without being too uh, blunt uh, I'm one of those women like most women that has one breast slightly larger than the other and the bra always kind of kept things even handed um, and and I couldn't see the point in <laughs> giving up something that helped uh, uh, for the sake of, of my, my rights and, and uh, equal pay, et cetera. But anyway, <laughs> so I changed it to a good girl because I was one of those gals, like so many women of my generation, that were raised to be good girls, right? Uh-huh. And, um, guys, my mother, my mother used to sing a song for me, and it went, it went like this. Robin is a good girl. Everyone loves Robin. Daddy loves his Robin girl. Mommy loves her Robin. Everyone loves Robin. So, so, oh. so that's the tie-in. Robin so is a good girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sexual odyssey of a sixty-seven-year-old woman, because of course the title changes as I as I age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Oh my gosh. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks so, like we might be losing Paul, so I'm I'm actually going to go ahead and take the take the reins here, well, Robin. Oh, go ahead. I have to go. I wanted to have uh, I wanted to have Andy jump in here because Robin oh, yeah. said something that made me think of Andy because Andy knows what it's like to work on a classic fan film type of to thing. Work he on what? Movie, right. Andy, making fake Star Trek. Yeah, I thought maybe you could jump in here, and that's a good segue for you. Absolutely. First, Robin, I would like to start by blowing some smoke as well. I, I grew oh, up on wow, Star Trek Three. It was my my absolute favorite of the films as a kid. Back when... Star Trek II was a little too intense, and, and, and Star Trek IV hadn't come out. Star Trek II was my wheelhouse. And me and my brothers, we must have wore that tape out. And oh. I absolutely adore you as Savick. And uh, uh, I enjoy your performance so much. And I, I wish we had seen more of you. But you were so good, Thank Andrea, and I just you. want to say that. Thank you so, so uh, much. Oh, I'm so touched. Yes, go ahead. Awesome. Um, it's true. I've, I've done fan film as well. Uh, what uh, Jim is referring to is I did a, a uh, I wrote a book called Making Fake Star Trek uh, about my experiences doing fan films. Uh, a fan film called Star Trek New Voyages where I played Chekhov and I, I got to work with Walter Koenig who we did a scene Chekhov to Chekhov and um, I worked with George Takei as well. It was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And And to speak about the, the uniform you got to wear. I mean, fan films have come a long way. The people making them are pretty amazing when it comes to sets and yes. to, to uniforms. Um, did you ever get any kind of offer to make a fan film? Had you, you any interest to make a fan film? Um, at this point, 
unfortunately, the, the boat has sailed. They don't allow anyone with previous experience in Star Trek to do that. But oh. I think that could have been a, a fun opportunity to see you again as Savick outside of a, a convention stage. Yes, I, I, you know, I so appreciate the questions because I feel as though, I feel as though the character was was just sort of left, you know, uh, uh, in suspense. You know, uh, some very interesting ideas were introduced with regard to Savick and and her connection to Spock, et cetera, and the crew and. And then, you know, there she was on Jane Wyatt, or on Vulcan, excuse me, waving goodbye with Jane Wyatt, never never to be seen again. Um, uh, I mean, I, I think I would have considered doing a fan film. Um, I, I wasn't asked. Uh, uh, and I have total respect and, and admiration for, um, you know, the, the creativity and these, these independent projects that people have the... God bless them, the dedication and the chutzpah and the, and the you know, wherewithal to, to get it made and get it done. I have such uh, uh, respect for that. Um, uh, so, so how and when, you know, Savick might or could ever reappear um, in, in, the, uh, uh, in the world of Star Trek again, I, I, I can't imagine. It, 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 who was it that I was talking to that, that, that thought, that, that, that this should be something they should pursue. Um, I can't remember. Uh, but was, I agree know. with them. I mean, there's so many Star Trek shows mm-hmm. happening right now, and Vulcans have long lifespans. Savick could right? easily show up in any of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, you know, it, it is a lovely creative lane if someone if someone should decide to pursue it. Uh, and and I and I would be tickled pink to to be asked if, 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 if they thought I, you know, it was appropriate. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not dead yet, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sounds like a uh, petition to me. <laughs> I oh, think we need to start a petition. Very, very sweet of you to even think. Uh, God knows the, 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 uh, the people who are, uh, you know, like Star Trek have certainly – had quite a voice uh, in, in its in its uh, history. Uh, uh, do you know what I mean? Prom- prompting those on the other end of the line to to give them what they want. So mm-hmm. I, I would never squash a movement. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Particularly with the internet these days, right? Like it allows right. kind of a, a quicker movement of that and a more forceful movement of that if somebody right. ignites the fire in the right place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of Vulcans, I just I just have loved the work that Ethan Peck is doing, um, and and who is the the young lady, guys, the actress who plays his love interest? Um, I don't know her name. I, oh, I apologize. Oh, you Jess Bush, uh, uh, who plays? Oh, uh, Nurse Chapel. Supreme. Nurse yes, Chapel. No, or no, no, no. I'm talking uh, about the current spot. The Vulcan. The, the, okay. The, the Ethan yeah. Peck's. Uh, uh, opposite. I just think the two of them together are lovely, uh, uh, and uh, have 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 you know just brought all the nuances and all. I think the writing is wonderful, and I think the character development is incredible, and they 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 are making um, you know Leonard Nimoy proud uh, of of the uh, Vulcan, uh, you, you know. 
lore. Uh, uh-huh. I just think they're wonderful. Totally. Yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah, uh, Robin, I want to ask another that, question before I pass the baton on to some of the other Trek sports. Um, this one is a controversial question. It's going to rile people up. You worked oh, on the original movies, and you worked in Next Generation. So, Kirk or Picard? Oh. <laughs> well, I, 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 I would need to understand from what point of reference you're asking the question. Um, I mean, I, I have loved Star Trek since I was a little girl. So, so I've known Kirk, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and revisited. You know, one of the things the uh, pandemic did was, you know, keeping us all isolated from one another was to force us to reach out to each other in different, in in other ways. And so I was invited to conversations like this and I thought to myself, (laughs) you know, I really should go back and I should watch some of the things I've done. I hadn't seen, I don't know that I had seen the next generation gambits one and two since I first did them in 96. And I don't, I, and I don't know that I had watched, Star Trek three for, for, for a couple of decades. So, and then I went back and I, and I watched episodes I thought I remembered from when I was a child, from when I was 11 and 12. Uh And I was smitten all over again. Um, Something, I mean, uh, Bill Shatner as Kirk in the original series was so, so, so sexy and and he's every episode, what's that? He is charming as hell. It's true. Charming as hell. Charming as hell. And and I loved his his you know all of the all of the uh, I can't explain it the the erotic um, <laughs> um, um, uh, inclinations just boiling underneath yeah. the surface. And and the women were so hot and alluring and and to some extent objectified. But I was just eleven years old and 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 I and, and all I wanted, you know, I mean, I just I was drooling on the shag carpet back in the day, watching these episodes just just uh, uh, infused with so much eroticism and and uh, 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 and I don't even know how else to say it. So, so so there's that layer to the Kirk or or Picard question. But then when you stand opposite um Patrick Stewart and you do a scene with him, you feel you without a doubt you feel, you are in the presence of such charisma, such talent, such such packed energy that the, the the dude is really um breathtaking. In, in his in his focus and concentration and and talent uh, and 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 so and so it, it, it in and of itself was a completely different experience um, uh, I I just I just hoped I stood my you know st- stood my own ground with him and met him toe to toe because because it was so easy to be intimidated uh, and, and sort of crushed underneath the, the 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 magnitude of his charisma the dude has really got such an amazing uh, presence, and uh, so I, I, you know, I, I just I view them from completely different points of view. Never really got to have a straight conversation with either one of them. Bill Shatner never gave me the time of day, and I and I was just too alien 
uh, with the wig and the eyebrows and the forehead and the outfit. What's that? Was it weird working with Bill after you had grown up watching him and drooling on the shag carpet? Well, yeah, yeah, well, yes. I mean, but, but, but I, I had, I had, he, he literally was quite removed guys. Like he wasn't even on the set the way, the way you are when you're, you know, in between shots, the, 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 you know, everybody knows when you work on films, the greatest magnitude of time is spent hanging around and then you work briefly yeah. for, for a few charged minutes and then, and then yeah, hurry up you, and you sit again. And and Bill was not there. He simply wasn't there. So he would he would just walk on when the lights had already been placed and the blocking had already been, you know, struck. Um, uh, and so there were a matter of seconds to simply action, do the scene, and off he went. So so there wasn't time for even the the the, the most you know benign small talk. Uh, so so I didn't even have a chance. Do you know what I mean? To to oh, that's a shame. It, 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 it was all so. I, I was more. I, I think. I think I was so caught up in, uh, again, the the savic, the pressure of playing a Vulcan and not feeling like I was nailing it naturally, that I was too consumed by that to be to be bowled over by him, one way or another. Mm-hmm. I was bowled over by the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? And I just paid attention to Leonard and did what I was told, and and prayed to God I didn't, you know, get a pink slip. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, yeah. The first couple no, of weeks, sure. I thought I would be fired for sure. I thought I was going to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I well, just did not have the confidence I was nailing it at all. Yeah. We have a caller on the line. That it was has, intense. That has a question for you, Robin. What's that? So let me, see if I, let me see if I can get this thing to answer the phone properly. Hello. And. Let's see. Hello, hello. thank you for Somebody said hello. talking. Your name and where are you calling us from tonight? Hi, it's Edwin. Hello? I'm calling from Connecticut. <laughs> it's Edwin. Edwin. Hi, Edwin. Hi, Robin. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good, thanks. It's so good to hear you. And and it was so wonderful um, having you and Badge together. Uh, 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 reunited oh. after 40 years. And, such, uh, a and, treat, and, such a treat, such a treat, and you took such great care of us. It was a wonderful, Aww. wonderful weekend. I can't say oh, it enough, you. really. I, I wish you guys oh. much success. And if oh, anybody's listening you. and considering going, do you, you'll have a ball. And if mm. actors are listening, go be a guest. They treat you like yeah. they treat you like family. So, well, yeah. I, I, I was I was gonna say. Um, I'm I'm not with that event anymore, but I believe there are some people reaching out to you about the Quiet Sci-Fi Corner convention in Pomfret. So hopefully we can yes. get you and Badge out to that, and and yes. that kind of brings me to my. I'm, I'm actually involved with them, so um, okay. if we're able to get you and Badge out, that would be wonderful. I think that's going to be June 29th. Um, yeah. And and uh, also that leads to my sort of question. Really is. Is this year, like June one, it's the fortieth anniversary of Star Trek three. So um you know, it would be wonderful to have some kind of a celebration and like, you know, if we can get you we'll definitely have a celebration. But also do you know can you say if there's like anything being planned officially by like CBS or Paramount? Because it's uh it, it's it's quite a milestone. You know, we, we have like Star Trek the motion picture forty years, forty five years. We've had Wrath of Khan a couple of years back in the 40 years. So I, I think, you know, Star Trek Three really deserves a, a shout-out and really deserves a celebration. I think, as I said to you and Badge last year, um, it's it's my 
not just my favorite Star Trek film. It's my favorite film, period. I just love the movie. I love the oh. themes of, like, going the extra mile for friendship and, and everything. And, and yeah. uh, as I said to you, you've become my favorite Savic because of what you said of, of Leonard's direction of how oh. to act like a Vulcan. And I really, I really got that. Um, so, but I'm, I just, I guess I'm wondering, hopefully we can see you at the end of June at the Pomfret event in Connecticut, but also uh, I just wondered if you know of any planned events for the 40th anniversary. I think it's something that really needs to be celebrated, you know, and, and how do you feel with it? Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a milestone anniversary for this movie. It's <laughs> <Yes>. great. <laughs> oh, well, no, Edwin, I, I appreciate everything you've said. Thank you. And, and, uh, uh, I, I have every reason to believe we can we can make that happen at the end of June for sure, um, um, and, and and so I, I'm optimistic about that. And and I'm to be honest, I'm a little surprised that there is absolutely nothing that I'm aware of honoring mm. this anniversary. And and I was even saying to to my my pal Lolita Facho who who helps. Yeah. Uh, with all of this, and she worked at Paramount many years ago, and she's still very engaged w- with it. Um, you know, I said I don't understand. I don't understand why not. Not one human being has said, "Hey, you know, while they're still alive, let's get yeah. uh, uh, Robin and Bill and George and Walter and those that are still here together to celebrate Lloyd. the 40th anniversary." <laughs> yeah, and Christopher Lloyd. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and not, n- there has not been a peep. Nothing from anyone, not not Creation Con, not not CBS. Yeah. Uh, and, That's and, incredible. You know, I, I, as as with everything in showbiz, you know, you kind of have to just say, hey, you know, it's it's the way it is, and it's not personal. But it, it, it I, to be, Edwin, to your point, I, it just makes me a little sad that 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 no one is choosing to kind of yeah. raise a glass to this to this uh, milestone. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's in the works, and I don't. I don't. I don't think th- that it will be. But we'll see. Well, I, I, maybe I just, somebody will surprise I us. I, I don't want to, to, to hog any more question time, but I just wanted to comment, really, that the Leonard Nimoy Theatre opened recently in Los Angeles, and Susan Nimoy was, was very heavily behind it. And um, they had oh. like, a grand opening, and Zachary Quinto was invited as well. And it would just be wonderful if they had a screening of Star Trek Three and could gather just some of the guests stars there. I don't know if Susan Nimoy has any clout with regards to that. I just think it would be a one because it was Leonard's first film, I believe, he directed. It would just even even if even if Paramount don't celebrate it as the fortieth anniversary of Star Trek, it would just be a, a nice milestone to honor Leonard Nimoy, I think. So, you know, it it's it's food for thought. If anyone out there listening has connections, um it would be wonderful to see. And I'm I'm I sincerely hope to see you later in the year. Wonderful, and thank you for bringing my attention to the theater, Edwin. I didn't even realize this had happened, and I've just now Googled it. Yes, it's the UCLA Nimoy Theater on Westwood yeah. Boulevard, um, um, right near the UCLA campus. How yeah. exciting! Yeah. Oh, well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So, so I. I will, I will, I will ring off now. I'm listening to the show on my laptop, but I'll ring off now so other people have a chance to call in. But it's wonderful reconnecting with you, Robin, and I sincerely hope we see you later in the year for the. the Thank you. You will. I'll see you in June, Edwin. Wonderful. I look forward to that. Live long, baby. Live long. Okay. Take care. Live long. Love long and party. (laughs) 
That's right. <laughs> Take care, and I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Robin. Bye-bye, love. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Edwin. Um, Bye-bye. Edwin, he's he's awesome. See, this is why this is why I love I I have loved my relationship with Star Trek because of wonderful people. All these years meeting wonderful people and connecting. Um, wow, very and nice, Jim. I, Thank you for I end for every this. show. Every show I end it with saying Star Trek fans are the best fans, and that is true. Uh, before before we're get, we're we're getting down on the clock here, so I wanted to turn the microphone over to Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Thank you so Eric. much, Robin. Yeah, it's complete. This has been so <laughs> I'm sorry exciting. Sorry for that crack earlier. I was just teasing you. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's it's uh, it was well deserved, and also I hear <laughs> Paul's, uh, you know, uh, supposition that you are the best addict, but I. That's beside the point. I just I want to ask you about some other stuff. So first of all, I want to say that I'm very excited about this Awaken the Reaper film because, you know, I dabble into horror every now and then, and to have you give it such a, um, you know, such an uh, such emphasis and to be excited about it that gets me very excited about it. So oh, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens there. I I also wanted to ask you, you know, a long time ago, back in 2007, if you can believe it or not, you were involved in another little project that was outside of film. It was a podcast, and it was a podcast series called Starship Excelsior, and you were in a couple of episodes for that playing uh, Commander Savick, Commander Savick, right, not Lieutenant yeah. Savick. So I, I wanted to just ask you about that experience. How did you get involved in that? Um, it, did you enjoy it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I I did enjoy it, and and uh, I I was uh, very tickled to have been asked, um, and 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 it was nice, uh, Eric, of uh, uh, group to to come back to Savick this much later in time and 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 with with, with more confidence um uh mm-hmm. and 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 of course voiceover which is so interesting uh you know is is in and of itself sort of an you know a, a, a challenge because you're trying to infuse the 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 sounds you're making with yeah. with with the images and the story and in, in people's imagination uh to provoke it uh, so anyway, um, I was I was surprised to be asked, and and I was actually in a very professional sound booth doing it with with my directors right there, uh, uh, you know, uh, g- giving me guidance uh, for the interpretation, and I I was very pleased. Uh, uh, James Haney, I believe, or Heaney is that his name? Yeah. Uh, uh, w- was in charge, uh, and Jim. How do you say Jim's last name? Ernie Jim Heaney, Ma- Heaney, Heaney. Yeah. Magadi? It's Magada? Uh, something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they were both um, uh, leading the project, so to speak, and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I think, I think that's what's been an interesting thing about my association with Star Trek. It's, it, it, it's pulled me in the most interesting, like unexpected, you couldn't imagine, uh, directions. You know, um, um, there's something right now, uh, I'm not even sure what I'm able to say about it, that might take me to L.A. at the end of, uh, at the uh, beginning of February, end of February, excuse me, end of February, early March, um, uh, uh, that has to do with the uh, Roddenberry archives. Mm. Um, yeah, 
so so it's like uh, you know they, they may not have revived Savic officially, but I've had a blast at conventions. I've had a blast with these odd little projects that come my way. Um, you know, for somebody who doesn't, I'm so opposed to self promotion, guys. Uh, and <laughs> Uh, you know, for someone, you know what I mean, who, who backs away from the most powerful person in the room, I, I've done okay in life. You know, some, somehow, some, you know, someone has pulled me along, and sure. and I've been where I needed to be, and uh, and I've enjoyed all the various projects that have that have happened for me. Um, I just recently narrated the fiftieth the fiftieth anniversary uh, uh, promotional video for Syracuse Stage. Mm-hmm. I'm so pleased to be asked uh, because I I'm on the board. And, and it was kind of the first time they tapped into my, you know, my talents beyond just possibly raising money for the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and who knows, maybe, maybe one day I'll act again on the, the stages of, of Syracuse. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you, 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 you sort of fall into things, and, and it's a lot of fun. And I put the Star Trek Excelsior project in that, in that category. You know, it's just something really fun that came along, and I enjoyed coming out to play. Well, it, it, there's no doubt that you have an electric personality. This is all our first time meeting you on the air, and you know you're you're automatically engaging and sort of interesting to listen to. So it does not surprise me that people want to continue to bring you into side projects or or other things along the way. Um, I said Starship Excelsior, by the way, started in 2007, but you were actually on it just not too long ago, 2016, I guess is when. 2016. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so. I always love to pivot just a little bit away from Star Trek and just say, I'm going to ask you two questions and I'll ask them both at the same time so that you can sort of compare and contrast. The first question is, what does Robin Curtis do for fun? And the second oh. question is, okay. what does Savick do for quote fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, Robin, Robin is a pickleball nut. So, oh, yeah, so that's my, very big in Portland here, very big. Oh, yeah. my God, my brother and his wife, and then ultimately my other brother and his wife, I have two brothers and their wives, and I adore the four of them, uh, have, had been trying to get me to play for at least a year, year and a half. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I've got my workouts. I, you know, I go up, I walk a, a, a fast pace up a hill, very picturesque spot here in Casanova. You know, I, I had my thing. I had my routine. And, uh, and finally, I, I joined them one day. And I was absolutely hooked. And once I got the hang of it, I couldn't get enough. And I play every day, guys. I play every day oh, for at least two hours. Wow. It's crazy. And in the summer, I'll go out and play for two hours in the morning and two hours at the end of the day. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I have endless love and appreciation for it. I'm laughing. I'm squealing. I'm, it's, it's, it's athletic. It's balletic. It's, the camaraderie is insane. You know, pickleball people are inclusive. It would be everything Gene Roddenberry would, would yeah, believe in. You know, totally. you, 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 you don't take the court and reserve it and the four of you play and you don't let people play in. You play in. You, mm-hmm. you, you invite the newcomers, you, you, you may be an experienced foursome and you let the new guy come in and you're kind and you're generous and you guide them and help them and, you know, you pull back your game to make them feel confident. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a game of such goodwill and fun. Uh, it's, I, I, I can't shut up about it. And, and I, think, I, I think because I'm musical, 
there's something about it the, the syncopation of the of the light oh. whistle ball on the paddle and sure. the the the, a rhythm. the rhythm yeah oh the rhythm yeah i mean the sounds it makes and 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 the way when it gets going fast i get laughing so hard i can barely play oh my god and i, can I totally get other people on the court laughing <laughs> I love it. anyway it's just and, and i've never been in better shape i feel fabulous and that's really i'm grateful to say that at 67 i've never been more active and I've never had more energy, and so I'm in. It, I'm in it to win it. The other thing I do for fun is that I'm on. I'm on Bumble, mm-hmm. I'm on Hinge, mm-hmm. and I have. And I just hired a matchmaker oh, at the what? end of 2003. <laughs> oh yes, I put down a couple of bucks. Let me tell you. Nice. And uh, and I invested in someone to to find my guy. Right, my guy mm-hmm. for now. Anyway, my yeah, partner for sure. the hope for the rest of. My, my natural born life but in any case yeah I said to myself gosh darn it I'm not going you know d- down the Rhine on a Viking cruise yeah. I'm not you know w- watching the northern lights in Reykjavik <laughs> you know nobody's taking me on a train across the Canadian Rockies for Christ's sake so I'm going to invest in the person to get me that person so that I can meet that person and do those things so, oh my god I love it so I'm yeah. Oh, and I just took a little share in an apartment in the city, uh, in New York City. So I've let the matchmaker know she can pick oh. me up with a with a fella from Manhattan. Oh, uh, yeah. Manhattan man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I lead a modest lifestyle, but I got offered a very, you know, for a very small sum of money, the ability to kind of share an apartment with a couple of four other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we use a Google calendar and we go down at various times and stuff. And it's a lot cheaper than getting a hotel, I can tell you. Oh, so yeah. anyway, so there's that. But now what would Sabbath do for fun? Oh, God. You're, 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 you know, I can't even come up with something good. I know. I, 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 <laughs> what I like to say. <laughs> it's an like unfair question. That, I'll admit. That I'm the, one, I'm the one who took care of Spock. I, you know, I did yeah. Spock in the cave. Yeah. And, and and as long as I've known the character, that's that's about as much fun as, <laughs> as, as, as he can remember having. Um, oh goodness gracious! You know, um, you know, that was one of the cool things about watching the film again. I thought for some reason because because there's so much death in it, I remembered it being I thought a serious kind of depressing movie. And it's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this? I, I, I nope. you know, back early on, I guess I must have been so arrested by my nerves and 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 the the experience itself, and then and then the fact that you know Genesis dies, David dies, we think Spock is dead, but then he's reborn. Um, you know, and illusions die, things, the ship died. Um, uh, I, I just. It was wonderful to go back, watch it again, and realize, oh, it's a, it's very life affirming, and oh, yeah. and it's uplifting, and and huh? and yes, people made mistakes, but but uh, you know, on the whole, it's hopeful. It's it's uh, it, you know, like Star Trek does. It it leaves you with with a positive optimism and 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 uh, you know, an appetite for more. And, well, and and Robin, there's a complexity to that movie that I think does not exist in some of the other movies. So, for example, you're just talking about, you know, uh, Savick taking care of Spock. So that 
that is a complex scenario, right? Because A, you're crossing cultures. And so you're crossing into a culture that has this kind of like, um, you know, hormone-based thing that happens every so often. And yes. so you kind of have to accept that your frame of reference is a little bit different from a human frame of reference, right, to start with. Right, yeah. And then, and then Savick is the one who kind of empathetically guides Spock through that process, which to me makes her such an interesting Vulcan. So everybody talks about, you were talking about Ethan Peck earlier and, and how he's kind of knocking it out of the park with, with Spock these days. To me, yeah. your Savick is the kind of, aside from like way back in the cage days, it's the genesis of our first empathetic Vulcan that kind of takes on that role of, oh my God, here's somebody who is part of my culture. I need to take care of them. If I don't, you know, serious things could happen. So it's going to happen and we get to see it on screen and somehow it manages to be like a little bit erotic and sexual without being that way at all, which I think right. just is such an amazing complexity to that film that I just, you know, I mean, I, I get the whales, I get the wrath of Khan, but I do think Star Trek three has this kind of extra level that people have to sort of think about when they watch the film. Oh, I, well, that was fascinating listening to you. Honestly, uh, and I get it. I get what you mean, and and certainly that that moment uh, for, for Stephen Manley and I, the other actor and I, was you know it loomed in front of us on the schedule uh, uh, with with great trepidation, <laughs> and yeah. and and we were both so grateful when Leonard um, took us aside and showed us something emotion you know a physical gesture so simple yeah uh uh and specific and and he and I it was so important to us to imbue that with with everything you just talked about uh all at once do you know um mm-hmm. um the the intimacy of it the 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 necessity of it the the, the uh, survive or not survive uh, of it the 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 eroticism of it the the um all of it i mean it it just was so many things at once and we, you know we just we we just didn't we were just you know you're so worried playing playing a, and i'm putting air quotes up now you know a love scene it, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 not a love scene, but but yet, you know, it kind of is. Our, in some it ways, kind of yeah. is exactly. Yeah. There's a fire going in the background, you yeah, know. Sure. And anyway, uh, I so thank you. I appreciate your your uh, your take on it very yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, well, it's just been a pleasure. I we have one more Trexpert left, uh, and a few minutes left in the podcast. So thank you so much for taking my questions. It was a pleasure sure. to talk to you. And I'm going to pass this mic over to Charles. Hey, Charles. Oh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, In Robert. Vegas. Yep. Well, you 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 immediately an, you got in the conversation. You answered one of my questions in there. Okay. And okay. I was wondering, is Rob Curtis a Star Trek fan? Because some oh. of our Star Trek people are fans and some of them are not. And I can tell well, you are one of our fans. Well, you know, listen, I I don't deserve too much credit here. I really love the original series. 
I, I've watched maybe a handful of episodes of The Next Generation, to be fair. I've watched probably mo- more of, of – of, what, what is the name of the series with Ethan? Strange New World. There you go. Uh, love Anson Mount. Love Rebecca. Yes. The cast is, is just yes. divine. Really good. Really good. Uh, uh, and the writing is, is uh, just uncanny yes. in, my, in my mind. <clears throat> and, and, and I was also pulled back into the franchise, guys, when, when Chris Pine and Zachary and that group first came on the scene. I said, I said yeah. to my partner, oh, Star Trek got sexy back. You know, it just it it, yeah. it 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 just came back with all the thri- the, the 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 frills uh, that uh, that is Star Trek and in such un, you know ingenious casting uh, th- those people for their counterparts. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a yeah. fan in my in yeah. my in my measured, limited way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And. We were talking about, oh, we got to get Robin back in Star Trek. We got to do it. I started thinking, it's like, I got an idea where to put her. How would I do that? And I realized, I got it. Bring Robin back in low. Bring Robin back in lower decks, and have her work with a character on there called Talyn. Are you watching Lower Decks, Robin? No. Give her a little context, Charles. Okay, Lower Decks is – we're always using Star Trek shows always dealing with the people on the bridge, the officers. <laughs> Lower Decks deals with the, with the crew that's below Decks, the ensigns. <laughs> and it's animated. And it's animated. And we just got a new character on there, which we got glimpsed uh, – well, got it for this past season – but the season before, she's a Vulcan, and she's on the ship, and he's, she's trying to come up with ideas to solve plans. And her crew and her the captain's on there is like, eh, you got too many ideas. We're sending you off. We're gonna. Eh, you got too much going on. So that she okay. ends up being put onto a Federation ship. But she's still got that straight laced Vulcan to her. So you can okay. think in terms of, like, Robin, if you were watching classic comedy, there would be one actor, and then there would be the straight man, and she is absolutely the straight man. Like, every time somebody makes a joke, she's the one who who delivers the deadpan punchline, or right. who, you know, <laughs> like, you can imagine a Vulcan in comedy. That is what Talyn is right now. And I totally agree with Charles. I think an interaction between her and Savick would be amazing on the show. Ah, yeah. I love it. I think that would be great. And we've got so many Star Trek, so many Star Trek alumni who've come to Lower Decks. You get a chance. If you don't mind the comedy, take a look at it. It's a fun series. Where would I find it? And you, it's on Paramount. Paramount, okay. Same same place you get uh, Strange New World. If you go streaming. Yeah, I do. I do. I must have Paramount uh, guys coupled with something else, so I'm not aware that it's Paramount. Do you know what I mean? Go look. Yeah. Go look. 
Paramount. Paramount is like the home of Star Trek these days. So if you want to watch any classic TNG or TOS or you know Deep Space Nine, whatever, if you want to watch uh, a movie, right. it's all on Paramount Plus these days. I think. Okay. Although it switches sometimes. <laughs> okay. Well, and, I, and if I have cable, then then I'm, I've also been able to record it, haven't I, or no? No, it's running it's on streaming only. Okay, totally streaming only. Paramount got it, got Plus it. is okay. streaming only. Got it. Okay. But I I just thought of cool. a point. I also thought of a point. I know where you might be able to get that 40th anniversary panel going. How about Star Trek Las Vegas? They're always looking for guest stars to show up, and they're always looking for panel ideas. Well, I'm, I've been invited to to, to it, uh, darling, but but nobody's suggested that that that's going to happen. Um, I, in fact, I they're I always looking. To, yeah, I would I would go in and either for you or representative to go in and contact creation for Las Vegas and say, hey, we got an idea. How about doing a Star Trek three panel? with some yeah. of the original people from the movie, and I bet you they'd love the idea because they're uh, always it, looking it, for panel ideas. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it, it, it's a good suggestion, um, and, and I will certainly, you know, put it out there. Um, just added, yeah, I'm looking at, wow, yeah. they've got, they've got just, everybody. <laughs> and I just realized the fact on my schedule – I thought it would conflict with the beginning of the school year, and since they moved it up this year to the beginning of August, I get to go to all four days. Yay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I get to so see I'm be interested to see who I can run into, especially people I've talked on the show, show to. Like Interesting. You. Well, I, I, see, I see Walter. I don't see George. Uh, I see Bill. I'm sure we'll George usually makes most of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good thought. It's a very good thought, and and uh, we'll we'll you know we'll have to see if somebody seizes the moment. Uh, and if Vodge can make it, I'm sure they'd be happy to have him come in. There we go. Oh gosh, dynamic yeah. duo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you uh, out there in, oh. in, in Vegas land. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I think since our show's about over, I'll leave it at that. Learn to say thank yeah, you I... for coming on. This has been a great conversation. Uncle Jim, oh. thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Charles and, and Paul and Eric and Andy. Great uh, uh, quintet this evening. Yeah, you were super and I fun. So, I so appreciate yeah. the invitation. Guys, I well, wish you the best 2024, and I and perhaps our paths will cross out there at some point. Thank you so much, I Robin. So. Black talking to you. Thank you Take so much. Take care, everybody. You bet. Bye bye. Have a good night. Bye bye. All right, everybody. That was Robin Curtis Savick from Star Trek Three and Star Trek wow. Four. Wow. Yeah. A, so uh, we're we're going to go over a little bit, but that's okay because. Uh, I wanted to share some memories of Star Trek Three, and one of them for me, uh, it, Star Trek Three came out. I'm I'm going to date myself here, but that's okay. Very long <laughs> on the tooth. Star Trek Three came out on my 17th birthday, 
And I went to see it with my girlfriend, who is now my wife, Karen. And uh, we went to see Star Trek Three on opening night for my birthday. And one of our favorite lines in the movie, one of the things that we always talk about that got us, you know how William Shatner does his thing, you know? And when he's kicking... Yeah. Uh, when he kicks Christopher Lloyd off the cliff and he Oh yeah. He's like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of you and you. he kicks him in the Shatner style of you know my wife not being a Star Trek fan, even she laughed at that and even to this day <laughs> when we watch Star Trek three we'll both do I have had enough of you like <laughs> That's just one of those memories from that movie that sticks in my brain. And when I met at Trekonoroga last year, uh, when I bought, when Star Trek Three came out, it was at the height of the uh, home video wars that were going on. And the beta and VHS were battling it out to see who was going to control the market. And I went into Montgomery Wards, which is an old store that used to sell stuff that's gone now. There's another dating of myself. And if you bought a Sony top-load Betamax, you got a free copy of Star Trek Three and a Star Trek Three poster. That's all I needed to hear. I oh. bought it right away, got my Star <laughs> Trek Three, wore it out, and guess what? I brought that Star Trek Three video poster to Trek Conoroga and had Robin sign it, and it's hanging right here on my wall in front of me. And, yep, that's, that's my Star Trek Three. Uh, story. Uh, does anybody else have any Star Trek three story they want to share? I'll just say the first time that I, I so I don't necessarily remember when it came out because I was eleven years old and I was much more of a Star Wars guy when I was young. But I kind of feel like that's how it goes. I, I and I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I feel like you sort of initially love the wars and then you sort of grow into the track. And the thing that I remember about it was the destruction of the enterprise and just how like crazy it was that they would blow up a ship. I just, it was like stunning to me. And the, the way that they kind of show it, like, you know, uh, I don't know, fire and electricity sort of going across the hole as the thing is, but I, I just thought it was, it was really a cool moment the first time I ever saw that movie. And I did see it. I don't think I saw it on Betamax. I probably saw it on VHS, but I probably saw it about, I don't know, two or three years after it came out. So not, not in the theater, but, but I was, I was right. Whenever it was released on video, that's when I saw it because I had, I had a friend that was very much into Star Trek and he was collecting those things right off the bat. So yeah, I, I love that scene in particular. And I think, like we said before the show, I think Star Trek Three doesn't get taken seriously enough. Uh, you know, no, that's, all what I mean, we, no. that's, that's what Star I was saying, Robin. Is that there, there's like a real complexity to that movie that I don't think exists in some of the simpler movies, and I think that you kind of have to dig to get there, but it's in there, and you know. When, too many people dismiss it as just one of the odd movies. Oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. an odd movie. You can ignore it. You can, you know, it's in between four and two, and then those movies get a lot more attention, so they kind of forget about three. But it is part of the unofficial the Genesis trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, totally. And it, I think it's a major part of that one. I mean, it, it, it continues threads from Wrath of Khan and sets up threads for 
Star Trek Four, and it's indispensable in, in that matter. The rebirth of Spock, the, the death of of um, of David, the uh, destruction of the Enterprise. I mean, and the continuing the the weaponizing of of the Genesis device. All that stuff is vital to the next chapter in the Star Trek film, and then the death of David and the death of Spock continues on past Star Trek Four. Andy, it's the it's the it's the Empire Strikes Back of you know the Star Trek two three four trilogy, right? It has all yeah, absolutely the same and, elements. and it has it continues the human adventure uh, end title that started in Star Trek one, which I thought was so cool. I always as a kid thought, oh, we got to get another one of those. The human adventure continues again, yep. again. Awesome. <laughs> and the, well, the thing is with Star Trek two. We sat there and it's like Spock's dead. How could we lose? And we slowly regained Spock through this episode. So it was like, yes, we're gaining one of our characters back, but are we getting him back? And just what's going to happen with Spock? And the amount of sacrifice it takes to get him back, you realize how how big his loss was, more so in the third movie than in the second movie because of what it costs to get him back. Well, and it's the balance and then, right, Andy, and then, of like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and then the needs of the few suddenly become important in Star Trek Three, which I just yeah. think is freaking brilliant. It's like a mirror yeah, image of, of Star Trek Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and let's yeah, not forget. Too, I don't know if any of you know this. There's uh, a friend of mine told me that in England, when the, this movie released, uh, that they had very clever posters for parking near the cinemas that said park here otherwise by the time you find parking they will have found him regarding (laughs) the search for spot by the time you find parking they'll have found him already and i thought oh my god that was brilliant (laughs) but that was apparently in england so we missed out on that in the states and and one of the best scenes in star trek 3 often gets overlooked and that's ohora with Mr. Adventure eating out of her oh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Such a great moment for her. You know, Ohura didn't have a lot to do in the movie, but the one scene that she did get, she chewed it well. You know? And Chekhov yeah. gets to speak Russian. He actually gets to speak Russian in Star Trek Three. That, that's right, Nouveau, he does. Nouveau. <laughs> yep. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, uh, I wanted to ask. I wanted to have ask Rob and to say, Admiral David is dead, but uh, I for, I forgot to ask. <laughs> and, and of course, Christopher Lloyd, great Scott, what a Klingon, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, now, really nowadays playing a serious film. Over- Overload. Well, and now the fact is, it's it's years later that we now joke about him having the two time machines. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think Edwin is right. I think they, that, I mean, they did an anniversary edition of the motion picture. They did it for the Wrath of Khan. They should do it for Star Trek three. Yeah. They really should. So uh, we, we went a little bit over time guys. I apologize, but I think it was worth it. Um, you know, yes. there was just a couple, you know, Definitely. Star Trek three is overlooked a lot. And Robin is so awesome. Absolutely a treasure, a joy. And you got to meet her in person. She's, 
She's so bubbly and lively oh, and fun. She sounds she's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that wraps up our show, guys. I apologize. We went over just a tiny bit, but that's okay. Sometimes we can. So I want to say thank you to Edwin for giving us a call tonight. Thank you so much, Edwin. And thank you to Paul for hanging out and Trek talking with us tonight. And thank you to our very own Eric for hanging out and Trek talking with us. Thank you, Eric. And thank you so much to Charles for hanging out and Trek talking with us. Thank you, Charles. Oh, thank you. You just you've been hitting great guests this year. I, I've been on a roll. I've been on a roll. I admit yeah. it. And thank you so much to the one and only Andy Bray, aka Mr. Chekhov. Thank you, Andy. Absolutely. My pleasure. The chance to talk to Robin, amazing. So thank you. There he is. And, of course, we couldn't have done it without Robin Curtis. So thank you so much to Robin for taking time out of her busy schedule to chat with us. And I want to let you guys know this is an odd Tuesday show, but that's okay. Thursday, we're going to tackle Majel Mania. That's right. We're going to talk about Majel Barrett and her addition to the Star Trek world all the characters she's played. We're going to have a lot of fun uh, just talking about Majel. And I have some memories from conventions that I'm going to share with you guys about Majel as well. And, of course, on Monday we're going to be doing Book Nook. We're going to be talking about Patrick Stewart's memoir, Making It So. And we have a copy of that book to give away to one lucky listener. So you're going to have to tune in and see who won that book and see what we thought about the book and this is going to be a different book nook because technically it's not a book nook it's a uh audio nook this particular show so we're going to talk about patrick Stewart's audio book so you want to tune in for that it's going to be a lot of fun and uh uh the first we're going to be talking with greg Sargent, who played the andorian security officer thon in star trek enterprises uh Andorian incident episode He was one of the Andorian security Officers in that episode So that's our upcoming schedule Please head over to trektalking.com And check it out you won't miss anything Over there everything you need to know Is there and you can find everything You want at Trek Talking on Facebook so I'm your most Excellent host Uncle Jim Thank you so much for listening Star Trek Fans are the best Fans please everybody stay safe And be good to each other Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Live long and prosper. That's for Danya. Space, the final frontier. These are the continuing voyages of the starship Enterprise. Her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life forms and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.